Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today we're in the case Ho vs. State, 856-SW2D-495, Texas Court of Appeals, 1993. This case is another obscenity case for us to evaluate, to ponder, and to reflect upon, and maybe inspire us. Yes, may it inspire us. So what happened here? The decision says, quote, A jury found appellant guilty of selling an obscene videotape and assessed his punishment at 365 days confinement, probated in a $500 fine. Appellant asserts five points of error. We affirm, end quote. A $500 fine, 365 days in jail. Adjust the fine for inflation. That was almost 30 years ago now. 365 days of fine, of confinement. White beaters don't get that much. Shame, shame. The decision also says, quote, The original information which was supported by a signed and sworn complaint alleged that the app appellant, knowing the content and character of the material, intentionally sold C.D. Lofton obscene material, namely a motion picture entitled Starlets Number 6, Car a Lot, Volume 2, which depicts patently offensive representations of actual sexual intercourse, oral silently, masturbation, and male ejaculation. End quote. Has anyone seen that film? Starlets number six, Car a Lot, Volume Two. If so, let me know what you think. Do you think it would be considered offensive, even obscene? Now, this is a long time ago, so it's unlikely people out there have access to it, but you never know. The appellant court here looked at the tape in greater details. It says, quote, Appellant also requests this court to take judicial notice of certain facts set out in his brief. He urges that these facts establish convincingly that the prurience elicited by Carol Ott is normal rather than abnormal and that this videotape is not obscene in the sense demanded by Texas Penal Code 43.21 in the First and Fourteenth Amendments to the United States Constitution, end quote. That's the spirit. I like when they appeal to the First Amendment and declare it should not be obscene. When they looked at the tape, they said the following, quote, After viewing the videotape in its entirety, this court finds that the evidence was sufficient for the jury as fact finder to determine that the videotape contained, among other things, Patently offensive representations of actual sexual intercourse, oral sodomy, masturbation, and male ejaculation, as alleged in the information. And two, the average person applying, applying community standards would find the videotape taken as a whole appeals to a shameful or morbid interest in sex, i.e. prurient interest in sex. No evidence in the record shows that this videotape has any serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Therefore, viewing the tape in its light most favorable to the judgment, a rational trier of fact, could find that the videotape not only appeals to the prurient interest in sex, but also is obscene, end quote. If you viewed this film, let me know if you consider it to have any literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. A lot of pornography doesn't. Most of it doesn't, I'm sure. But I still think it needs to all be legal. They address an interesting point made by our appellant here 
our appellant is trying to invoke other obscenity cases. It says, quote, Proof of prior acquittals in earlier obscenity cases not admissible in sub- subsequent cases on the issue of community standards. Cases after Walker have permitted evidence of material similar to the material in the case being tried or statistics concerning similar material admitted to establish community standards. Statistical analysis of deep throat attendance was circumstantial evidence relevant to the issue of community, contemporary community standards. Federal courts hold that there is a two-pronged test to determine the relevancy of evidence in obscenity cases as to the issue of community standards, end quote. That's a good way to look at it, trying to see how common it is and use statistics rather than just conjecture. A lot of cases are trying to go around the fact to trying to feel it imprecisely whether it appeals to community standards or not. Unfortunately, they say, quote, we affirm the trial's court judgment, end quote. The footnotes here are one of the most interesting I've seen in an obscenity trial. They appear to refer to the appellant's brief. And this appellant made some good points. It's number five, for example, says, quote, the Texas obscenity statute has not been and is being not being uniformly and successfully enforced against the open retail sale or rental of videotapes depicting sexual activity of the sort described in the preceding paragraph. Such sporadic, uneven enforcement is established by the fact that thousands of such videotapes are openly sold and rented at hundreds of retail outlets in Houston and throughout Texas in response to demand for such products by the members of the community. Only an infinitesimal fraction of these alleged offenses result in criminal prosecution or conviction. End quote. I couldn't have put it better myself. That's one thing I've noticed from these obscenity trials is it seems enforcement is very arbitrary given the amount of pornography out there and most pornography under these laws you could probably find obscene if you wanted to. So I really love this line of reasoning. And this was in 1993. Just think about now in the age of the internet how much, how arbitrary the enforcement is. It also says, quote, Sexual activity between consenting adults of the sort described in preceding paragraph 2 as depicted in car lot does not constitute a criminal offense under the Texas Penal Code and is not uncommon, unusual, or out of the ordinary in Texas. End quote. Yes. I like to think that's the case. So it makes sense to me. Also, they raise a point that was raised by judges before in one of the cases where we discussed about obscene device the dildo, one of the judges said that it's a waste of resource. They say, quote, the average adult Texan regards misdemeanor criminal prosecution of the vendors of videotapes depicting sexual activity between consenting adults of the sort described in the preceding paragraph one as unconscionable and indefensible waste of taxpayer money and a valuable criminal justice system resource, end quote. Well put. Yes, that's precisely the point. These obscenity trials are a waste. There's a lot of other things that's wrong with obscenity trials, but this is one of the biggest ones. So yes, you made a good point in your briefs. I would have loved to see that whole brief. So what do you think, friends? What do you think about this? How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.